0: Welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental PuckCast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. Well, the playoffs are over in the SICHL, everyone, and what's old is new again. The Nova Scotia Schooners have repeated as the Continental Cup champions. So, without further ado, let's... Bring on Eric Schneider, GM of the Nova Scotia Schooners, to talk about this year's run.
1: Who do you think you are? toby
0: yeah correct um
1: what gives what what gives you the right
0: once again for the second year in a row eric schneider gm of the continental cup champion nova scotia schooners how are you eric couldn't be better ian thank you very much glad to be back I'm sure, I'm sure. It must be doing very well. Uh, Like I said, this is the second year in a row uh, that you're on. And this is only the second year. This is near the end of the second year of the podcast. It's only been running for two two seasons now. And so you are the only Continental Cup champion to have (laughs) this segment. Um,
1: You must be getting sick of me by now.
0: (laughs) Not at all, not at all, no. This is, uh, so, uh, you have, uh, yeah, you have the distinction as the only Continental Cup champion to be reviewing your year on the podcast. So, uh, I'd like to start right away here. We had a plethora of questions from the league, and they seemed to have a very similar theme. So, let's get right to it. And the very first one came... uh, Came, well, I'm not going to say who any of them came from, but first oh, question was, how do you sleep at night?
1: <laughs> like a damn baby. Honestly. <laughs> Next question.
0: All right, here we go. In regard to the Zibanejad, Niskanen trade, and all the other shenanigans with the waiver draft, clearly circumventing the spirit of the rules. In a league like the SICHL, do you feel any responsibility to follow the spirit of the rules? More than the letter of them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair question. Um, actually, I think that's two questions, really. Like the, the first bit, the, the Zibanejad Niskanen deal. Um, I mean, obviously, that one worked out way better for me than I expected it to. Um, at the time that I made the trade, you may recall he had like seven points in 20 games in that other league. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this was very much a case of buying low, um, which. Last I checked is a recommended strategy for anybody with any sort of investment background, right? So, this is you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, doing anything new there. Uh, it just worked out really well that he happened to have two six point games like within two weeks of that trade. Immediately, happening. So it, you That's know, the, the, the optics game. of it are a little <laughs> challenging, I'll, I'll admit. There, he's probably, yeah, he's probably going to be my best player next season, especially with Kucherov, <laughs> um, taking the year off. So, um, but, you know, last I checked, there wasn't anything stopping anybody else in the entire league from making a pitch to Don and buying low as well. So, I mean, sorry, whomever asked this mysterious anonymous GM, but that sounds like sour grapes to me. So no apologies. Um, as for the waiver draft shenanigans, um, I mean, for starters, I cleared the plan with our esteemed G- commissioner uh, before setting it in motion. But, you know, that's probably besides the point that they're trying to make here. Um I just, I feel like they're, you know, the majority of us are, are competitive. Like we, we get a lot of the enjoyment of, you know, of this league out of using our own, our own unique skill sets to improve our teams. There there are probably a few GMs who are just kind of kicking around for a good time and more power to them. That's fine. No judgment. But I, you know, it seems like a really competitive bunch. Um, and I think most of us are here to, you know, to try and win at the end of the day. And, you know, you've got your Gies and Sylvans who, I can't compete with when it comes to drafting. Um, you know, I'm not going to be able to out-analyze, you know, a Michael or a Jeff. Um, I'm probably not going to win too many trades with Mark or Kirk. Um, like, there, there are a bunch of guys in the league that just flat out have advantages. Like, it's not a level playing field, and I'm not whining about that. That's just the reality of it. So, you know, I, I feel like maybe what I can do is outwork a few GMs and you know, maybe for lack of better term, out scumbag a lot of folks. Because uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's probably my only path to winning aside from just, like, pure dumb luck. So, you know, that's, that's my lane and I'm going to stick to it. All yeah. right. All right. Great. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent. Excellent answer. Uh, right, do, right you, do you accept the responsibility that when behaving in opposition to realistic the measured responses or response by the league may in fact make things less fun for everyone
1: Hmm. (laughs) that's another tough one um so there's a theme tonight eh uh like i said there was there there was a theme on it on yeah probably probably could have seen that one coming i guess um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't think folks are too happy about me winning um yeah that's a that's a really interesting point um like maybe like if I can drop the villain shtick for a minute, um, mm-hmm. I I think anyone who knows me understands that I'm not actively trying to ruin the league for anybody, right? Like right, of course. I, you know, I I am here to have fun at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and you know, there there is a loose code of ethics that I'm that I am working with and have always worked with. You know, things like if I am exploiting a rule, I suggest a fix to prevent me or anybody else from exploiting that rule again. And, and maybe that's that measured response by the league that whomever this is, is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I get the sense that there are a lot of guys in the league that, um, that enjoy loophole finding. Maybe, maybe they're just not quite as, uh, as brazen <laughs> about it as I am. Um, but you know, likewise, I, I make a point, I never lie during negotiations. Like there, you no, know, those are a couple big integrity pieces for me that if I'm going to be part of the problem, I also want to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's like that Homer Simpson, quote, alcohol, the cause of and solution to all life problems. <laughs> so ho- hopefully that's me for the SICHL. Um, and, you know, if we're talking about this kind of in terms of like fun factor, because I think that's yeah. sort of, the, you know, the sense of it. Um, I mean, I'm constantly pestering Mark and Mike with ideas for ways to improve the league. Um, yes. I know Mike rolls his eyes a, a bit about that, but, uh, you know, I, I think we have some good dialogue around it and a couple of my ideas have made it. Um, and, you know, I try... I think pretty hard to boost engagement with things like the preseason videos and you know, the fanatic, like the articles and campaigns I've been doing with that and you know, some, some activity on Twitter and that kind of thing. So I I guess at the end of the day, I hope like genuinely, I hope that on the balance of things that that stuff all outweighs, you know, the weirder shadier stuff that I do kind of once in a while. Um, But I mean, to be clear, I apologize for nothing. Uh, Yep. The, the rest of you are all way better at the actual hockey part of this than I am. So it's it's entirely your fault for making me do all of this sneaky shit. Like, if you were worse at this, I'd play fair. Um, so, you know, look in the mirror, guys. This is on you.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I doubt that. The, the the hockey side, I think you know your stuff. Obviously, putting the team together like that, uh, and and two years in a row as well. Um, but um, be, uh, good, I mean, I'm in agreement. Good, it's, I swear. You've got, a, you've got a, a push to push to be better, and, and you definitely, definitely uh, were better this year. Uh, how many... But that last one leads into the next one. How many rules do you think you are directly responsible <laughs> for in the SICHL?
1: Um, you know, I really should have been keeping a tally on that. Um, <laughs> like, there, there are... God. At least three i guess that i can think of but they're probably more um mm-hmm. like there's the i mean the league bylaws that whole section 1.4 thing that's that's for me like let's <laughs> that should just be called the eric bylaws um because it, it, i think that one started the very first shady thing i did and i still remember Gee roasting me about this was um uh this was before your time youngster uh, i traded uh, jason pomonville to chasm at the deadline when i was i was not competing and he was back with his uh oslo vikings um and i essentially loaned him to him for a second rounder um he then traded him back to me in the fall for a seventh um which was prearranged. so that was you know maybe a little bit uh a little bit shady but i maintain those kinds of deals happen all the time in major league baseball it's it's mm-hmm. not super common in hockey obviously but you know this, I, I that we know about that we know right. of exactly you know maybe they're just not above board with it um yeah but uh, but yeah, that was that was part of it. So the whole like not loaning or trading players delayed. Um, yeah, what else was there? Um, oh yeah, that that delayed trade piece thing. I also did that with Sean when I made the uh, the Carlson deal. I, I hung mean- on to Freddie Anderson to use as a backup for the playoffs and then sent him over to him in the off season, which was also prearranged. So if you look at Anderson's thing, he's not actually part of the the big Carlson trade, uh, but he he was one of the key pieces but to it. Pardon. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, so fair enough. They, you know, they closed that loophole, and that's that's fine by me. I have no issue yep. with that. I suggested it back when I did the Palmdale thing, and they didn't do it. So I did it again and forced the issue. Um, yeah, and gosh, what else was there? Um, oh well, yeah. So the the expansion draft thing. Like, I don't know if they've actually put in a rule or they're changing the timing of it, but I I expect them to because um, I strongly push for it after. I'm a, I this is the one thing I think that I've done that I'm actually a little bit embarrassed about. I probably wouldn't do it again. Um, it was a bit douchey. I strong-armed Phil when he first came into the league uh, into, you know, basically like a protection-style deal that some of the NHL GMs did um, mm-hmm. with, with their previous expansion teams. But instead of getting taken advantage of it, I was kind of taking advantage of Phil the other way around. I'd prearranged some deals with some other GMs and threatened to pull the trigger if he uh, if he didn't take what I was offering him. Mm-hmm. Um which, yeah, so that was, you know, not my proudest moment. I'd probably take that back. So sorry about that, Phil. I'm glad you stuck around despite that, like, less than warm welcome. Um, but you know what? I was not the only GM that did that to him. I was just the only one who was transparent about it. So that's, you know, I think that's that's back to my my weird little code of, uh, code of ethics. Um, there you go. Yeah. Um, so I, I expect that one to be patched. And then, of course, the waiver draft thing, like... I mean, that wasn't even my idea. That was that was Michael Oram. Remember, he he pulled off, um, you know, losing a goalie and then immediately taking three more goalies. And no got him, sorry, got, That was me. Oh, that was you. I thought that it was, was me. That was didn't me. he do that before? You that was me last year. <laughs> oh, okay. well, there we go. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. So you're the you're the slimy bastard that gave me the idea for that. <laughs> That's Nicely right. done. So. Direct your blame at Ian, everybody. That's
0: right. Um, yeah, So have, I i, was, I felt indeed. like
1: I was just, yeah, I, I felt like I was just taking that to its logical, um, you know, next evolution. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, is there a way to actually patch that one? Eh, it, you could probably get creative with it. So that's, you know, if if we're talking about spirit of the rules, that's probably the one that's most egregious. Um, but you know, I'll hang my hat on that. And like I said, I did run it past Mark first. So, signed yeah. off if at, if at some point uh mark or the the broader board of governors decide to fine or sanction me, then so be it i'll I'll take my lumps. I know they did that to Pat after his genius manipulation of the uh, the ticket pricing that one season um, oh were you not around for that oh no I was not I've heard about it though yeah I've yeah. definitely heard about that it was it was brilliant and yeah. i uh, I deliberately kept my mouth shut when when he was getting <laughs> publicly flogged because I wish I'd done it myself. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, I wanted him to lose the money, so I didn't really want to like pick a side on that one. I was I was decidedly uh, fence sitting. Um, but for the record, good on you, Pat. That was brilliant. Wish I'd done it myself. Um, yeah, I don't know. if that answer that question? It's a bit of a ramble. <laughs> well, that's probably You I'm, you, you I'm have me beat
0: you, right now. <laughs> you, that's three for you and uh, two for me. I've got. I had that. Like I said, the or like you said, the the goalie, the goalie right, of the waiver sure. draft. Uh, and then uh, now there's the, the $50 million minimum because I had the ah, there you go. $19 million Banff Rocky first year uh, team. Um, $19 million payroll. Love so it. Yeah. so that's, that, that's in there now. So that's yeah, we've got to be pushing. We've got to be pushing. I, so I
1: you're, you're, the, you're the perfect person to interview me here. You're the one sympathetic <laughs> ear I'm going to get in the entire league.
0: <laughs> okay, well, uh, then, uh, kind of leads to the next question then as well. Small theme here. <laughs> when you play other games, do you often find bugs or loopholes that uh, play to your advantage, or is it purely
1: an SICHL phenomenon? No, this is this is not just like pent up loophole finding that I've been saving purely <laughs> for the SICHL. I've been, I, I'm honestly, I'm just, I think I'm, I don't actively look for this kind of stuff, believe it or not. I'm just wired to to spot angles, um, so. I mean, I, I even do it in my day job. Like I, right. uh, you know, a good chunk of my time is spent helping my my lenders at the uh, at the bank write more creative deals, shall we say, to to fit into um, my institution's lending policies. So it, like it's come in handy professionally, um, but I've been doing it since I was a kid. I mean, like thinking back to N64 days with GoldenEye, I, um, I remember learning all the uh, all the sp- like it occurred to me while playing a proximity mines map. Oh, I should I should learn all the spawn points so I could just, you know. <laughs> pre-mine everything and then one kill turns into six um and I did that to a few folks before they got really upset with me and uh um, like there was a trick in perfect dark as well where you could um, there was one gun that you could charge up but it cost you half the clip and there was a a trick where if you cycled through the guns fast enough you could keep the charge but reload the clip so you had a bit of an advantage in gunfights which was super handy um yeah yeah no it it actually comes up pretty regularly i actually just did it a few weeks ago henry um called me out on it we were playing uh, have you heard of Valheim? that viking game no i have not it's it's super popular it's this little indie thing that like six developers put together um open world viking exploration thing um matt birch is playing it as well it's uh, yeah it's it's hilarious it's like 20 bucks on steam it's a good investment okay. anyway we were playing it and um I, I figured out a way to kind of skip the natural progression in like getting item A to access item B and just jumped a couple by using tr- falling trees to knock over other trees that were too hard for my crappy little stone axe to knock down um, and then just rolling logs into each other to break them. Um, and Henry immediately was like, that's definitely not intended. That's not a mechanic that the developers would have anticipated or, or wanted to be in there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's fair game. You know, yep. nothing stopping anybody else from using it. So is it an exploit? I don't know. It's kind of a philosophical question, right? It's there. It's there. It's there. It's, it's fair game. Anybody can use it. You no. know. Excellent. All right. <laughs> well,
0: uh, again, these keep leading into the next question. I love it. Oh, um, God. <laughs> are you here. willing to show your face at the 2022 summit? And what are you looking forward to most about it?
1: God, I would love to gloat in person. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, try and keep me away. I'll, I'll do everything in my power to get there. Um, yeah. 2017 was incredible. I don't know how they're going to match that. Um, if they get anywhere close, it'll it'll be worth the price of admission. Um, and hopefully we can get even more folks out for the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, you're, you know, kind of a rhetorical question really right totally it's it's yeah. it was the yeah. highlight of the year in 2017 it would be again i'm sure for 2022 or at least mm-hmm. a, a close runner up as i'm going to be uh, a, a groomsman for henry um like 2 months prior assuming everything stays on schedule with both of these events but um so we'll, we'll call that one a 1b um but uh yeah absolutely i can't wait uh, yeah. yeah live draft uh, i'm assuming there'll be another Trade fest at a bar. Following it, so much oh, fun. That was incredible. Um, yeah. What, what? What was the second part of that question? Sorry.
0: Um. What are you looking forward to most
1: about it? Oh. Well. Yeah. I mean, the live draft obviously is is king. Hmm. But. Um. I mean, you've had. You've had plenty of guests um, waxing poetic about how incredible the experience it was, and um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, second, third, fourth what they've previously said about that. Um, I was trying to put into words, actually um, telling a non SICHL friend a little bit about, about how insane the league is and what the summit was like and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the best equivalent they've been able to come up with the best way I've found to explain this is likening it to one of those like Freemasons lodges that old guys used to join back in the fifties. Like this weird little tight knit closed group with these weird like rituals, um, no, no real discernible purpose at all. They're just guys getting together in funky robes, hanging out and drinking beer around a fire. Like this, this feels like the nerdy internet-aged equivalent of that somehow. Um, like it's such a niche little group, but everybody's got um, you know diversity and everything involved, and yet we're all we're all united for this one bizarre, impossible to explain uh, game. You know, we, you know um, folks at work who've who've heard a little bit about it because I just can't keep my mouth shut. Um, like, what what do you mean they're rated? It's simulated. The ratings are based on last season. Like, none of this makes any sense if you're trying to explain it to somebody. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to see it to believe it, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, okay, so we'll shift gears a little bit here. A little Thank bit. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> So everybody's been talking about the $50 million elephant in the room. But if you hadn't signed Rask, do you think you would have still made the finals and won the cup? Uh, It was still a really strong squad.
1: Oh, shucks. My first compliment. Thank you, Mystery GM. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, Honestly, I, I really have no idea. I mean, I'm... I am fairly certain I wouldn't have made it with Reimer, just based on how many injuries he had throughout the season. Okay. He could not have been a starter for me. There's just no way. He was he was a semi competent backup at best. Um, but you know you saw how well Doug did. He pushed me right to the limit uh, yeah. with Anderson. So maybe maybe Andy could have gotten the job done for uh, done for me if I'd hung on to him. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It's you know it's moot now, right? I just I. think... Yeah. I totally had tunnel vision with it. I, I told myself at the start of the year that I wanted to um, do everything possible. I didn't want to leave any stone on un, unturned, unturned uh, trying to repeat. Um, Cause ultimately I knew I just, I would end up, I, I would end up replaying things and regretting any of the non moves. If I'd lost, if that makes sense, yep. um, I'd much rather just go big. And if I, you know, I was expecting to lose. I mean, it doesn't matter how stacked your team is. You're still a long shot to win every year. they are, mm-hmm. 29 um, going in and most of them are strong. Uh, Hockey's a game of insane luck as we're seeing with, uh, with the Habs right now. Um, So every team's got a shot once they make the dance and it doesn't matter how big a fish you are. I mean, I, my very first year uh, in the conference finals, I knocked out the strongest team we have ever seen in the SACHL. I I had no business beating them. Um, So yeah, I, I, haven't taken anything for granted since then. Okay. So I just, I figured what the heck go big on Rask um, gives me the best possible shot and mm-hmm. I won't have to, I won't have to play what if afterwards if I lose and I'm just, I'm lucky that it turned out this way.
0: All right. So continuing with uh, the Rask, uh, Rask talk, um, did you have the $50 million number in mind on Rask before free agency rounds began or did um, was it reacting based
1: on Oshi's bid in round one? No, hundred percent, yes. Um I, I actually predicted as much to Don before the bidding even started. I uh we were we were just chatting ahead of time about, you know, oh hey, you thinking to go in and on one of the big fish there, Anderson, Rask maybe? And mm-hmm. um, I floated to him that I, I thought Rask would probably go for upwards of fifty mil. Um, okay. I didn't tell him that I would be making that bid. He <laughs> probably expected it, but um so, I mean, you know, that's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess. But um, I just, I figured, you know, a nuclear option like that, an 85 goalie in a year where yeah. there are multiple competitive teams that need a starter um, right. and tons of money on the table, right? There's mm-hmm. so many teams with big war chests. It, it just, it'd be silly if if somebody didn't go crazy and, you know, pay something upwards of 50 mil for them. I, I figured I just may as well be the guy to do it. Yeah. And, you
0: know, looking back at that, a lot of people have, have said, well, some people, I don't know about a lot, but some people have said, oh, this has changed free agency forever, the way it went this year. Um, but when we had Jeff on, uh, he said, you know what? It's, it's not the highest we've had, uh, it's, it's, it's if I remember correctly. Uh, and I think it was just for, for, uh, for that, like you said, there were a number of teams that were quite good, but they needed a high-end goalie. That's mm-hmm. what they were missing. And it, it all, you know, the stars aligned on it, basically. Yeah. And it just kind of forced hands on, on, the, on those prices.
1: Exactly. And honestly, I, um, I mean, this is going to sound a little braggy, but I think I, I think I stole them. I think at 50 mil, that was actually a pretty fair number, given uh, the, the talent scarcity, the yeah. lack of availability of those that caliber of goalie mm-hmm. um, and I'm really fortunate that I didn't get strong armed out by a GM with a, a bigger war chest. So <laughs> um, you know, if, if Don had decided to push his, uh, his worldview to the side and, and make a big run, I could never have competed with him. Um, right. So yeah, there we go.
0: Excellent. All right. Uh, a lot of people are saying I don't know a lot. a lot of people are saying yeah. that it, uh, who, who who your championship should have an asterisk on it for <laughs> the White Horse Huskies because of all the players you took off the theme. What do you think?
1: <laughs> it's just more sour grapes. Come on. I mean, <laughs> I, I said it to start with um, nothing stopping any other GM in the league from making a, a comparable offer to Don and and, you know, pulling off the exact same trade I did. Yeah. Um, Work harder, guys. Be better at negotiating. Like I don't know what to tell you. Don't no. no no hate, uh, hate the player, at the game. Um, <laughs> but I mean, let me flip this back on you. Ian, did yeah. um, did this take a bit of heat off you for the Barkov deal? Because folks were giving mm-hmm. it to you the same kind of way initially. Right? Uh, I don't know what so, you're talking about. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: No, it, you know, and uh, going back to back to the um, uh, to this, this deal. You said it. Like Zabanchad was like a half a point a game or something at the time. Worthy. The next game after he was traded yeah. was a six point game, and like you said, he did it again two weeks
1: later. Like it was okay. not right. I mean, stars aligned. It, it,
0: it, they did, and it just... Oh my yeah. goodness! I, <laughs> I
1: was genuinely. Like, I had a slight hunch that that there would be like a regression to the mean thing, and he would improve a right. bit. Yeah, um, he'd had COVID at the start of the year. So that was a, you know, another indicator that, Hey, yeah. maybe it's just a slow start, but it could just as easily have been like Marco Rossi and he's out for the whole freaking year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then I'm looking like a bit of an idiot eating an $11 million salary for a 70 overall center, right? Like it could have easily gone that way. Um, with, so with some
0: high end talent in, in, futures going the other way too. Right.
1: Exactly. So when I was, when I was pricing out with Don, we were both thinking about it in terms of Zed as a rental player, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. was, yeah, he was selling low on him in terms of, um, his career potential, but he mm-hmm. was selling high at the time based on him being an 83. Right. Um, and you know, the, the salary, um, you know, that long-term contract was actually a bit of an albatross in our minds and that probably mm-hmm. lowered the value a little. So it was really just, you know, I was, I was buying low. I was taking a little bit of a chance, but I was mostly just thinking about, um, what an 83 OV center would do for my team this year. And, you know, poor Eric from 2022 is going to have to figure things out next season. If, uh, if it's an Albatross contract, that's, that's his problem, not mine. That was kind of my, my motto all season was it's, it's next year, Eric's issue, but we're working on this year.
0: I, I almost don't have the heart to even, uh, keep, <laughs> keep going with some of these because again, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's there's a, there was a theme. Bring him uh, on. Did, Bring him on. I can take the heat. Okay. How did you convince every team to conspire with you to give you a winning squad? <laughs> well, I, I have to say to begin with, <laughs> your your team was already a winning squad. You yeah, you had on. just won the Continental Cup championship the year before. It's not like it's not like all of a sudden like I an know, entire right. team was given to you or anything like that. Like let's Yeah. Let's, I, let's
1: look at I it. fully <laughs> reject that premise, Mr. Right. G um, <laughs> I uh, I did do a little math before the uh, you know a little research before the show just um, so I would have my ducks in a row when it comes to yeah. trades. I knew this was this was going to be an issue.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> so I made I made twenty eight trades this year mm-hmm. with sixteen different GMs. Right. So that, that is that is technically the majority of the league made trades with me. So mm-hmm. again, you are all to blame for this. Uh, <laughs> three of those trades were were just they were meme trades. I was making in an attempt to found the cult of. Of Um that was fun. Thank you, for those who participated in that. That was uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good distraction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and you know, besides that, if if you look at who I actually had on the ice in the finals, I had Tanner Pearson from Boston. Um, I had Jason Demers from uh, Brno. I had Oscar Kleffbaum from Stockholm, and then I had that trio from Whitehorse. So that's that's only six out of twenty roster spots. Um, right that were new to the team, or, well, that were acquired by trade this season. Um, so the rest of that was all, like, combo homegrown, um, like mm-hmm. the Kucherovs uh, previously acquired, like the, you know, the Hurdles and uh, Landis Cogs or, you know, Rask, Free Agency, those kind of guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I came by it relatively honestly. Odd Absolutely. Well done. Thank Very you. well done. Do what I can. <laughs>
0: uh, when did you start planning your moves the 2021 season was it immediately after you won the uh 2020 sichl continental cup or was it did you give yourself some time was it in the middle of that 2020 season were you planning for 2021
1: um yeah i I definitely did more of um i did more 2021 planning last year than i Mm -hmm. did 2022 planning this year if that makes sense Um, yeah because this year was a hundred percent focused on on winning now, uh, at the expense of anything else in the future. Um, last year, yeah, mid season, um, I was looking around a little bit to see what next team, next season's team would look like. Um, I don't know that I actually really accomplished anything until until the off season. But I, you know, I like to get started on the spreadsheets, tinker around a little bit. That keeps me busy over the summer. Um, you know, the hard work really gets going once the uh, the re are out. Um, you know, that's that's when. You really fire up the spreadsheets and start uh, start picking targets, be they free agent or or trade. Um, so I, I think I'm probably quite similar to a lot of guys that way in terms of when the work goes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Changing gears again. Which uh,
0: which series tr- stressed you out the most? I have a I have a gut feeling I'll this <laughs> one.
1: Could Could it be the one that went to seven? Um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's, that's a no brainer. Uh, I was behind. All series. Um, I I didn't actually take a lead until I won it. So that was horrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, Doug's always been hard to play against. Like, the teams that he puts together always seem to match up well with my like Euro skill kind of teams that I put together. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe it's just down to the types of guys that he picks. Um, The Wheaties always seem to be. Greater than the sum of their parts, if that makes sense. It's it's like two plus two equals five with them. Doesn't really matter what they look like on paper. They're going to be competitive. Um, but yeah, I, I genuinely thought they had me, um, and that's that's not even like the <laughs> like the the crippling insecurity meme that that Bertie keeps trotting out. That's like I honestly thought they had me. Um, there's just so much in that with with that storyline of Anderson versus Rask, um, the big likability factor with with doug versus you know me the league pariah um you know lunch pail roster versus versus my skill team like there, there was just too much behind it this I, I was convinced that the sim already had me marked for uh marked for death so yeah i uh, can't believe i got out of there it was a bit of a miracle in game seven
0: yeah doug, doug absolutely absolutely killed it again yeah. um and he killed me in free agency i I was like, oh, I'm having a really good – I thought I was having a great free agency my... for, for myself. And then oh, I did not the, – the guy, really, I wanted the most in all of free agency. First, I don't – I didn't bid on him for some reason. I was not high enough because I was like, oh, geez, I'm, stu- I'm spending too much money and everything. And the guy wanted the most, he grabbed, Nick Bonino. And he didn't yeah, just I grab him for this year. He grabbed him for three years. And that guy yeah. was key, absolute yeah. key.
1: So, I knew you were going to say Benino. He he yeah. had um, he had some of the most unique ratings of guys that yeah. I was looking at, and he was high on my list as well. That was yeah. a that was a really smart pickup.
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right, um, your build uh, team building philosophy, uh, what is it, and are there any specific
1: types of players that uh, you target or targeted? I'm, I'm sorry, my raspberry of derision probably wasn't loud enough. Let me try this again. I'm not telling you anything. Come on, that's, that's this is proprietary. Um, I mean, you you've all seen the team. Like, I, I can state the obvious that hey, I'm looking for skilled players. I want four strong lines. Like, as you know, that's as much as I'm telling anybody. Come on.
0: Well, I I mean figure it out when <laughs> uh, when Gary and I were talking in the um, in the preview for the uh, finals, like looking over your team, I something that just stood out at me was. On top of the insane talent offensively, there was your forwards were are extremely talented defensively as well, and so you can throw penalty killers um, and have an in, insane penalty kill from uh, like with guys in the 90s and defensively out there. So uh, and there's a lot of guys uh, in the 70s and 80s. So basically, every line there's nobody that's going to be a weak link. Uh, going the other way, right? So, uh, I, that's something I noticed now, but I'm sure everybody else notices that too. Like you said, it's it's there, no comment, <laughs> but that's uh, yeah, anyways, hey, ready to see. Yep, yeah, that's right. Uh, how many times did you think you had a winning squad but just couldn't make it work?
1: Oh, man, years, yeah, like honestly, like a decade basically. Um Cause yeah, my I so I had that full teardown to the studs scorched earth tank and rebuild, um, which landed me Tavera's, but honestly not not a ton else. I, I am a terrible drafter apparently in the top ten. Um, but in that like that first season where I was competitive again, that uh, that was twenty ten-11. Um, so Tavera's won the Solani Trophy. Uh, I traded for Flurry midseason. I had a whole bunch of strong kids coming up. Um and the years that followed, I had, like, Duchesne and Couture came on pretty strong. I had I had this three-headed monster on defense of, uh, of Weber, Suter, and Bomeister. Mm-hmm. Um, Fleury and net, and then replaced him with Bobrovsky right after he got the Vezina. So, like, I, I didn't really think that there was anything missing from that team, but it never it never went anywhere. Um, never never did more than sniff at, at, uh, at first overall in the league. I think I came third maybe once, and then otherwise, like, one year I actually struggled to even make the playoffs Um, limped in and then didn't go too far in the playoffs either. Um, So it just felt like there was something missing. So I, um, I I felt like things started to turn around a little bit when I, when I made two big trades in particular, um, Duchesne for Taves and then Couture for Landis Cog. And those, those both really shook up, um, shook up the forward lines to change the makeup of the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another, like a, that huge deal that uh, Dustin and I made at the summit um, where I sent Terravine and Bagosian to him for Hurdle and Larson um that had major ramifications for both our teams actually so yeah I, yeah I, a long time that uh that first win felt like it was a really long time coming um but I think everybody's had years where they felt that they were a step away from winning though right like i mean that's you yeah. this season
0: there's right? a, no i i don't think i <laughs> I really don't think I was going step away. However, there are a lot of... Th- there are so many teams that have a chance, I exactly. think, although not just at the start of the season, but through the whole year, there's so many great teams out there. Yeah. I could see a lot of people feeling that way. Right? Exactly. But, yeah. So yeah,
1: I'm I'm sure I'm not unique in that regard. There are probably just as many folks that felt the exact same during that exact same time period. Um, you know, there's only one cup to go around for 29 teams. There are going to be a lot, of, a lot of sore fellas.
0: <laughs> All right. How would you rank uh, this year's acquisitions in in order of importance uh, to your run?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I, I kicked off the season with those Pedersen trades. Mm-hmm. That's uh, <laughs> that was Very pretty important. crucial. That, was, that was big for big for team morale. Uh, if nothing else, <laughs> um, I mean, well, Rask was a rock, obviously. Like he was. Right that that's sure for sure set the tone um, but I mean Zevenje led my team in scoring uh, both from the point that i I uh, traded for him in the regular season as well as throughout the playoffs so he was huge immediately mm-hmm. uh, clefbaum i I had been harassing Tom about for ages and he finally got Hoaglander out out of me for him so I was just was crossing my fingers all year that I'd scouted him right, um, that he would he would fit into my lineup the way I thought he would. And then, sure enough, he led my team in plus-minus um, in the playoffs and was, was my steadiest defenseman. So I, I don't think I would have won without all three of those guys. Um, so I, I struggle to rank them. So there's, there's your top three. Okay. Rast, Zip, Jad, and Clefbaum.
0: We We might have covered this a little bit earlier, but uh, was there any doubt you were going to repeat?
1: have we have we met um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm as, I'm as shocked as anybody maybe more so um, I'm the remember I'm the guy who bets against himself in the Smartitude cup every round right <laughs> um, and that's that's not just like sim hubris that's that's genuine I keep expecting to lose the other the other shoe's gonna drop it's that whole crippling insecurity thing um, I, I was I, I do a Monday night trivia thing with uh, with Matt and Henry and um, I was mentioning to them, and they were they were kind of laughing about some of the Twitter stuff that's been going on since the win. And I mentioned that I was thinking about putting out the the Thanos I am inevitable line, but like nobody would believe it if I tweeted it. And they're like, you should do it, you should do it. I'm like, no, that's like the furthest thing from the truth. Me, me tweeting that after the fact, like, no, I didn't have the stones to do it during the playoffs. So I'm not going to do it now. So,
0: all right, uh, who are your biggest positive surprises? Like, who surprised you the most this season?
1: um surprise that's a good question um probably well in the regular season um ron hainsey oddly enough um he was insane on my first pair with uh with Yosi. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a plus 42 or plus 46 on um, on the season 25 points um logged a ton of ice Amazing on the PK, um, blocked like a hundred and eleven shots. He he did everything I could have possibly asked for him for just a seventy-two OB defenseman. Uh, nice. So that was a that was a big surprise. Um, naturally, he was completely pedestrian in the playoffs. So hmm. um, so Klefbaum took that role for me. Um, okay. Yeah yeah he was uh, he was wildly effective in the playoffs. There's 17 points in 23 games plus 14. Hmm. Um, even hitting guys like Clef Bomb or Are we Is the same? Bomb is <laughs> and he, he wasn't breaking? Yeah, right? Bizarre. But no, he was a uh, total stalwart. So I, yeah, I'd say those two, Hainsey and Clefbaum.
0: All right, well, Clefbaum goes into the next question here. Uh, do, you, do you think you can pull off a three-peat given the loss of Kucherov, Taves, and Clef Bomb for 2022?
1: I didn't think I would win this season with them, let alone, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you, what do you think is the answer here, man? Like... <laughs> Um no it's a massive massive uphill um climb to make next season. I genuinely like you can't replace <laughs> Kucherov, Taves. You know, Clefbom's a little more replaceable, but even that I like I don't have a competent third or fourth defenseman for next season. Um so yeah, uh, I'll do everything in my power to to be competitive. Um which I guess, you know, looping back to those the ethics questions earlier. You guys can just expect more <laughs> of the same from the schooners, because what the hell else am I going to do?
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, after, see, on, I'm, after I'm never going seeing... to get
1: another opportunity to three. Right? <laughs> like I will completely kick myself if I just don't throw everything I have into this and try and win. Um, yeah. So yeah, there we go. Buckle yeah. up. Good.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And you know, seeing uh, what happened with Kucherov in that other league. Just magically, magically appearing that full health uh, game one of the playoffs. Um, can who knows what Eric will be able to pull off <laughs> with Kucherov? Maybe somehow playing next year in the SICHL. You never know.
1: Can I um, can, can I officially start a petition with uh, with Mark right now to rate Kucherov for the playoffs? Is that based is on, that the, on the table? <laughs> <laughs> Seems reasonable. I, that that'd go over well. Sure. Um, he's he's yeah. I'm I'm sure everybody owes me a favor at this point, right?
0: <laughs> What's the plan for the off season? And uh, number three, resign Rask and no clue.
1: Open to suggestions. <laughs> I mean, honestly, open to suggestions. I've got a lot of holes to fill. <laughs> um, if you guys have any ideas, please send them on over. I don't know what to do.
0: Help. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Free agency's looking thin. I'll say that much. Um, uh- so that yeah, that has me a bit worried, and especially, I, I think, I mean, the book seems to be out a little bit. I'm a bit of a uh, a league pariah when it comes to trades, so I'm not expecting that to be a particularly <laughs> effective avenue again. So I think I'm probably dead in the water. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see what kind of shenanigans I can pull off.
0: <laughs> well, I will be providing half of the free agents that are available this year. They, they will be coming from my team. I think I have like seven. Uh, that are, are worthy of uh, some big contracts. So <laughs> you're welcome.
1: Um, I will attempt to sign at least three of them. <laughs> it will be great.
0: Teams often have a cup hangover. Uh, that didn't seem to happen to you as you seem to even put more work in this year for this year's team. How tired are you right now? And do you see yourself putting in that kind of an effort again for this next year?
1: Uh I mean I'm tired right now just because I'm in the middle of a big house move. But right. beyond that, um no, totally re energized by the win. Um Oddly enough, if anything, I'm like I'm kicking myself for not winning the Commissioner's Trophy as well as the uh as the cup. Um because I tied it with Dustin and that just lost was on, on a tiebreaker. Like that. And yep. and I keep rehashing that um back at the start of the season, um there was a two-game window where I screwed up my lines and started Reimer back-to-back, and he lost both games. And I spent all season thinking to myself, God, I'm going to be so mad at myself if I lose the Commissioner's Trophy by, you know, four points. Um, so if I'd started Rask, I think I probably would have gotten at least one out of the four points there, and that damned banner would be mine now, and I would have gotten the uh, the Triple Crown. Um, so that's, that's, just, that's just more... Fuel to the fire, more motivation for me to to work harder next season and not have any of those um, even early season gaffs. Um, probably won't make a lick of difference though, given how bad my team's going to be next year relative to this season. But hey, won't fail for lack of trying, at least I guess.
0: Well, that's a you know, like you said, relative is is the appropriate word there because. <laughs> I mean, that team was so good. Uh, I think uh, you have a pretty strong start anyways, looking starting into next year already. Uh,
1: Shucks. No, (laughs) don't, don't believe it. I'm going to be bad. I I think I'm going to be like a playoff bubble team next year, but we'll see. I'll be happy to be proven wrong.
0: Yeah. Eric, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on, especially in such a busy time for you in the middle of this move. I wish you all the best with that. Um, and, of course, all the best in the offseason. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the, the draft lottery. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not even sure when that is. I don't know if anybody is sure when that is. That is, is right
1: in September, if I remember okay. right. Okay, draft lottery in yeah. September.
0: That'll, that'll make so, Gary happy yeah. Yeah, that it's uh, only a couple months away. Um, but, uh, yeah. Excellent. Thanks so much. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, I wish you all the best and uh, and a safe uh, safe summer and of course uh, a good move.
1: Awesome, thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me on. This has been uh, this has been a treat. Um, hopefully, we'll have this same kind of conversation next summer. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fingers all right. Crossed. Thanks again. <laughs> thanks, buddy.
0: <laughs> Take care. Bye. Well, that brings us to the end of another podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed. Uh, making that one thanks again to eric schneider gm of the nova scotia schooners and if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or if you have any ideas for the podcast please dm me on twitter at sichlrockies, rockies and i'd love to have you on the show okay hope everyone has a great opening to our summer and i'll talk to you soon